I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'll have the Dallas Cowboys hour at 6, but we'll only have it for 30 minutes. Uh, We'll have it for an hour. So the board is wrong. That board is incorrect. I'm shocked. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. We'll join in progress Monday Night Football. We'll join Monday Night Football in progress. Uh, 7 o'clock high school fan zone featuring coaches from Coronado and Estacado. Was that production decision based on uh, the uh, thought that everyone's going to want to hear more about the Cowboys? <laughs> like If we discuss it for an hour, it'll feel so much better. Holy Moses, they got... Oh, whooped last night. Thank you. What? Were you happy that they took a thrashing? No, I like how he said whooped. Oh, okay. I thought that maybe you were like hadn't watched it yet and you were trying to like... No spoilers. Yeah. It's on my DVR. I'm watching it tonight. Zero, zero, Gus. I haven't seen anything. Trust me, it won't take long. <laughs> As they got whooped. We, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we do. We have uh, Rangers up. Two games to none on uh, the Orioles. We have uh, Astros and Twins tied at one game apiece. We have uh, a, a butt whooping or a, a whipping whip. uh, in Waco. Red Raiders yeah, boy. turning in their best road performance. Hey, Steve, suck it. Suck um, it, Steve. We have Your team's all poor. kinds of college football from the weekend, and we have renewed talks between the Big 12 and Gonzaga. As a potential basketball-only addition. Oh. But to start off... Coach Yormark. But to start off, I've received an email from myself. Sending oh. myself an email oh, wow. just four minutes ago. <laughs> four minutes ago. <laughs> we, uh, we have reached the end of our FCS upset draft period because somebody whose name rhymes with Blint... <laughs> <laughs> uh, picked a game that happened this past weekend. Was it me? Yeah, it was you. Oh. Uh, you picked William and Mary to beat Virginia. Did not happen. I have a new team to hate the for no reason. Cavaliers, I think, won by 14 <laughs> points. I mean, it was close. 27-13? It was 27-13, yeah. Yeah, it was closer than that. Like That big game didn't open up till the end. I mean, William and Mary was up, I yep. think, in the first half. 13-10 at least. Uh, but we just care about the final score. In this and, uh, and I brought UVA, it home, right? And so, uh, now that we're at the end of it, as we tally up our many victories, uh, Gus and I both correctly picked one FCS over FBS upset, uh, Clint with a goose egg, and so we tie for first place. Clint will be furnishing Royal Crown Cola yeah, refreshments brought to you by the I Hate William and Mary Club. I will be having a shirt <laughs> hoping they will go. Oh, for the rest of their game. What about the rest of your picks? We've got them in here. Well, but that was my first overall pick. I felt really good about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't have. I mean, I've ran an extensive algorithm to get to my picks, so. Yeah, yours. uh, That worked. Your your pick that was correct, Southern Illinois, the Mm -hmm. Salukis over North Illinois, Northern Illinois. 
my correct pick was Idaho with the Vandals at Nevada. Suck it, Northern. Both of those were in week two. Spent the first five years of my life on the campus in Carbondale, Illinois, so I knew who was winning that Were you, like, game. locked in or? Laser focus, pal. I got their pennant hanging what on my wall. What was it like when you finally had to leave campus? Well, me and my big wheel took off. Was it like those pictures of the or the videos of like the cows when they touch grass the first time and they're just <laughs> frolicking? Well, we, me and my big wheel headed up I-57 to Champaign-Urbana to work on our doctorate. Wait, that was my dad's <laughs> doctorate, but yes. It was as a group I, effort. As I steadied myself for kindergarten. Love to hear your thoughts and comments today on the EH Flooring Center chat line at double T 97.3.com. Went to kindergarten prep in Carbondale. And it set me for, look at me, 50, 55 years later, 51 years later, here I am. Riding the Salukis to a win over the lowly Northern Illinois Huskies and the fighting. Full circle. Fighting Clint Mullenvilles. Be- I mean, who would have thought that little old uh, Mike Gustafson at Carbondale Prep. There it is. Would find himself, you know, 50 some odd years later here in the first United Bank Double T 97.3 studio watching Wagon Train. Still right, exactly. Still riding my big wheel yeah. around like a boss. What? You should, you should uh, take that on campus on Saturday. And, and oh, my God. Beer bat in tow oh, with your big oh, wheeler. Oh, oh. The you know, beer bats are- pull up to some ladies. Hey, I've got a Corvette bed, too, back at the house. Hello, ladies. You should start it, too, like it's under a car cover, (laughs) parked, and then lift that sucker up. Big wheel. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. Make a little chirp-chirp noise when you pretend to lock it. That would be... Like, roll up to the concert. Park it. Get out. Put the tarp over it. You got to to someone and say, keep it running. (laughs) Oh, that's... uh, Who's that guy? That guy's... I recognize him. They're uh, sitting uh, crisscross applesauce. Oh wow! You almost said it. That's a little. Uh, is it? Is this Bert something? Bert Campanaris. Reynolds. No, not Bert Reynolds. Bert Campanaris. What's uh, and Ernie? It's 1972 Oakland days. Look at the square jaw on that fellow. Episode 137. The John Wilbutt story. I know Wilbutt is fun to say, isn't it? What if it's Will but I know it was Robert Vaughn. There it is. How about that, man? You that's never know who's gonna pop up in an episode of Wagon Train. That's what's so great about old old shows like this. You just never know. We uh we had an old mash episode on the other day, and it was uh it was our boy uh Ralph Cifaretto from The Sopranos, mm-hmm. and there he was, struggling with some combat fatigue and whatever, and mash confiding in the and Father Mulcahy, and you and I keenly aware of his IMDb page and what lie ahead. Uh, this person says in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, AD, what's the story on the Suck It Steve y'all have on the show? How did it start? <laughs> suck It Steve! It was it was very innocent, and I apologize to all the Steves out there that seem, that you know, feel could slighted. Have, could have been Suck It Carl. Uh, I sh- yeah, I should have done Carl. Um, but it was a, a conversation about how um, being a fan of college football now has evolved from just like caring about the results in the field to also like the media deals for your conference and how much money your school gets, which is not something that we care about professionally. Right. right? We couldn't care less. But now we, we get some sort of the same kind of self-worth that we get from a win on the field. 
right? We get from, oh, well, my school gets more money than yours. Sure. Suck it, you know? Suck it, Steve. <laughs> more tech talk next. They got whooped. Suck it, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus and Clint and Aaron, we're joining you today until 6. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Um, that was, uh, unexpected on Saturday. Quite welcome. The thrashing of Baylor. Very welcome, but, uh, I would say very unexpected. I would too, perhaps in the way it went down. Like if you just said, Hey, what are the chances Baylor has 17 yards rushing? Probably wouldn't have given you a, uh, much of a chance. Fewest rushing yards in a big 12 game for them since 2009. Perfect. Um, and just dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage, specifically. Played well in other areas, but the line of scrimmage was uh, dominated on both sides in a way that I'm sure made Coach McGuire's heart go pitter-patter. And uh, we're not to that point yet, but it feels like this is stylistically and uh, this game coming up. Saturday at 6 feels like it's going to be the same way. Like heavy, heavy, heavy line play on both sides. That'll be fun. I, uh, I, I did, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, my, my, as as we went, got closer to halftime, I kept thinking, don't do something fluky that lets them in. And like they, their, their one touchdown was the ball that Rabbit just kind of took a bad angle mm-hmm. on. And that was, th- that was what I sort of had in mind as fluky, if you will. But didn't want that to happen like we go in up 14 to 10. Like, man, we kicked these dudes' butts this half. And and, it, and we didn't. And it was we ki- In fact, we kicked the late field goal to go up 17 to 3. And it felt like. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it felt like we were in command. And, I mean, there, there's so much to talk about there. But, uh it it uh, just physic physically dominant in a way that uh, you know was was great to see. It's a, it's a different looking operation, even though it's a lot of the same players. And uh, like it, it's hard not to look at that O line and think that they're playing better than they were three and four weeks ago. Just for whatever reason, they're just played together longer. Whatever, uh, mercy, they're getting after it. And it it's. This seems like a formula that is repeatable. Yeah. Right? Um, Because your defense has been, outside of maybe the first half against Houston and the first couple of drives, the first quarter or whatever against Oregon, it's it's been pretty solid, like pretty good. Yep. Um, You know, maybe not as dominant as it was for most of the game on Saturday, but it's been something you can kind of count on and I guess expect at this point. Right, like it's not some kind of, you know, cover your eyes and maybe squint yeah. through uh, a, a finger crack, like you know, in 2016 or 2018, whatever. Just try to get a stop right. somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then this this running game. I mean, 
this is now two games in a row where they've not tried to hide the fact that, yeah, we want to run the ball yeah. with Taj Brooks. We, we want to establish the ground game and kind of work off of that. And again, very open about it, didn't try to hide it, and that's two games in a row where Houston and Baylor, again, while not impressive, they're not you know the 85 Bears um, or the 27 Yankees, although I think you could probably beat the 27 Yankees yeah. in football, maybe. Hope so. Hope so. Um, you know, they weren't able to stop you. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think that, th- you know, all of a sudden it feels like we're we're running to set up the pass, you know, which we haven't done around here in a long time. Uh, it's just not to say we haven't run it with much success, but Leach, Leach didn't do that at all. And, you know, I don't really care how we arrive at it, but uh, just fun to see, uh, fun to see the success. And uh, it's fun to see, um, the imposing of our will, you know, we, we've talked about, and I've talked about it over the year and almost a half, I guess, but the idea, you know, and the one clip about me yelling about everybody crapping about play calling, you know, play, it's not about play call, it's execute, whatever. But the whole premise of that is the idea that you're not always going to trick the other team. You know, sometimes you'll, throw a pass when they're expect playing for a run sometimes you'll run it when they're throwing pass but most of the time especially now in the in this game you know you look up and you see three linemen and two linebackers and go all right we got five guys in the box check to a run and run it you know like that it's it's that sort of give and take um but you're not you know a play doesn't always work or not work because you trick somebody and uh you know right now this is the farthest thing from tricking anyone uh, this this is just as you said. This is imposing your will, physically dominating, however you want to say it. Um, in which they know, hey, number twenty eight is getting the ball. And uh, now we're not telling you if he's going this way or that way, but he's he's getting it. And uh, and the other team has to account for it. And you know, Baylor knew what was coming and just were unable to do it. And I don't think tactically we may have made some adjustments from where we were last year and what Baylor thought that they had on us last year which they did this was a flip because they kicked our butts here last year as everyone remembers in a very similar type way pushed us around all over the place and now it was us doing that to them and uh boy it's uh you know sometimes it's not about outguessing somebody or whatever sometimes it's about just winning just winning your battle. A bunch of guys, 10 guys winning blocks or whatever it is, nine guys winning blocks and a running back making plays. Tracy and Dallas says, this have always lots of good to come out of Waco. I have watched Tech special teams fail for 40 years. This group's, this year's group seems better prepared and better coached than ever. Who gets that credit? Well, that's Kenny Perry. Kenny Perry, you know, this, this year's team, and Coach McGuire probably every week compliments him. Um, the and you know in one of his seven principles um he talks about special teams be special and uh you know it because it, I, I think you and I, I don't remember what game it was last year but we talked about the idea that i i think a lot of us just equate or or we'll we'll do this at times we'll equate hey our kicker made three of three of his three field goals 
We had a good special teams day. Sure. And, and the, you know, okay, but, you know, special teams making plays and covering kicks and, you know, maybe a breaking a return or blocking a punt for a touchdown nine days ago, you know, that sort of thing is, at, at the very least, you want to stalemate in those special teams deals. You're not going to get a t- kick back. You're not going to run a kick back. Maybe I don't either, but you're not. And and then you you play the game. You try to win another area. But right now, these last two games, for sure, we have won the game and won the special teams deal in all aspects. Yes, Garcia made his field goal. Yes, our punter had a good day. But it's those return teams and those. Oh, McNamara had a great day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, I think. But you get what I'm saying. Sure. It can't just be well. Our punter had a great day. It was a great because they don't really coach there. those guys. All right. Or like like, and I don't know specifically. Maybe maybe. Uh, maybe he's like intimately involved and right. is kind of the exception, but typically across the sport, the special teams coaches they work on coverage units right. and, and setting up returns, the eleven man stuff, and punt yeah. protection and things like that. They're not they're not coaching. You know, hey, he kind of opens your hip on that punt mm-hmm. there, or you, the, the operation time, you know, whatever. Like right. it's sure. um, it, it's kind of like you're not your offensive coordinator is not teaching your quarterback how to throw, right. You know, th- that's kind of stuff that just is almost assumed. Sure. No, I'm, I'm with you. More tech talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We'd love to hear what you have to say today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Steven says this, Clint has relished the Steve hate AD eye roll emoji. I totally embrace the Steve recognition as an integral part of Tech Talk, kind of like Velveeta in cheese weenies laughing emoji. Suck it, Steve. Thank you, Steve. I, I, uh, I'm glad that you don't uh, take it as a, a personal affront to you. It certainly was not my intention. In fact, if I would have known that that, that that would have been replayed as much as it has been, I would have just said, suck it, Clint. My bestie, Clint so, Scott. Yeah, you were ready for that one. I, I was thinking about that, you know, the genesis of that quote, and we were talking about, you mentioned it sort of being in the context of all things college sports, our conference is good here or is gaining and mm-hmm. yours is falling apart, whatever, all, all of those things. The other thing I remember somewhere along the way, and we've probably touched on this umpteen times, but amid the uh, realignment stuff that the, you know, the head butting part, part of a rivalry is first of all, you got to have enough give and take in the, in the success of each school that, you know, you get tired of me when my team wins and I get tired of you when your team wins. And it could have been, it was college sports. It could have been Rangers, Astro, you know, like that's how I, mean. I think we've touched on this a bunch, but it's the, uh, it's the idea that the rivalries come from our, our, our nurtured may not be the word fest, whatever, but, but thrive on the idea that, that you're, 
your, your you know your neighbor next door is the Baylor fan and you know and, and you're the Tech fan and when he wins he flies his flag and when you win you know or, or the guy and the and it was I think the example was the two two guys in the in the partitions or the cubby holes you know driving each other crazy when when your team wins and your team doesn't but it's just the and and, and we're talking about because I think the the other part of this was you know that the uh, us kicking around the idea of you know the the BYU West Virginia thing you know doesn't have the the same kind of sting that uh, BYU and Utah mm-hmm. and again the conversation's a year old but it's that uh, and and you know Texas uh, excuse me Oklahoma Oklahoma State not happening for a while you know th- those things that uh, you know that just just help the thing live there's a bunch of tech fans peacocking around today because they finally were able to quiet the baylor dude in their life or vice versa and you know gonna get get our chance to do that with tcu here in a few weeks somebody says this should we be worried about hudson visiting a&m uh i mean you shouldn't be happy about it like over the moon i mean i think a slight level of concern is warranted just because you know they're clearly very active in nil and um are are throwing a lot of money around um i i wouldn't like lose any sleep over it i wouldn't you know get down to the dumps about it i think you're still in a really good spot and uh the the favorite to uh land his signature uh this on the chat line just another monday usc is being exposed texas tech beat an abysmal baylor team and the cowgirls are phonies uh, someone else says this. Speaking of sacks, that was domination on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. How about that? More of that, please. Someone says uh, we need Cameron Valdez to get more carries. Um, someone yeah, else. They, they asked Kitley. Uh, I don't know. I think they asked Coach McGuire about that, and he said, "Yeah, Taj didn't want to come off the field this weekend." <laughs> It was as simple as that. I think I think it was McGuire. Maybe it was Kitley, but I think they. Hey, we got to get Cameron in there, and and uh, Taz was like, "No, I got this." And I'm like, "All right, we're feeling it, kid." Someone says, "I don't know if you saw it on television, but McGuire was livid and giving Taj the business." I read lips, and he yelled at him. He was supposed to cut it upfield, not go outside. It was extra heated. I mean, the McGuire actually referenced this in his post game press conference. Um, how if, if if Taj would have gone up, cut in, um, it probably would have been a touchdown. All's well that ends well. And those guys, McGuire of all people, has the trust with those guys that he can, you know, that he can bark at them and it's it's not a, oh my gosh, it's, it's about to be a team revolt because they all hate him. You know, the, the, it's just – they 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 take the coaching and i don't i don't think he's fly off the handle guy in a way that you know that that seems unreasonable or seems like oh man recruits are going to see that and turn tail and run i i just don't think that's a situation at all and there's probably probably a, a moment where they got on the video yesterday and he went oh yeah i should have cut up right there but that's you know it's part of it. A lot of stuff going on. As someone says in the chat line, uh, it's called coaching. Yeah. Um, Sooner in Lubbock, our friend, says, what do you guys think of this week's top 25? I haven't given it a lot of thought. Um, no change at the top. Georgia and Michigan won two. Buckeyes up to three. Florida State up to four. They basically just kind of move up a spot uh, because Texas yeah. dropped. 
And then Oklahoma jumps from, uh, what, 12 to 5, which I think seems fair. Yep. Um, the thing about Oklahoma is it's going to be really hard to get a read on them. It's all. It's almost like um, the Heisman race, where if you're the front runner, you just kind of get picked at, and you can't really do much to help your case. You, you almost just kind of only lose ground. Yeah. And with Oklahoma, I mean – they do play in Lawrence, and that game would be against a ranked opponent currently because yep. Kansas is number 23. But beyond that, it's just a bunch of teams that you're not going to get a lot of credit for beating. And we talked about that. I mean, you know, when that schedule came out, like this is a year that them they could be okay. And what they did Saturday was impressive. But I just went from where we were looking at them in August or July or June or May, but that they could be okay, good, and – you know, decent, improved, or whatever, and be ten and two mm-hmm. because of the schedule. You know, the Georgia game fell off. Obviously, it's to their yeah, to, not their to, fault. To be fair to them, they don't like being fair to you very often. But you know, and it feels like a year like they're not coming to Lubbock. They're not, you know, just some of the teams they're missing. That it really felt like you circle that Texas game and and uh, and credit to them for taking care of that one. That it sets them up to be, you know, they they could be playing in early December. This is almost like a two-and-a-half game rest of the season yeah. um, between their trip to Lawrence, Bedlam, yeah, uh, and then – and that's back-to-back weeks, by the way. Mm. And then uh, the championship game in the Big 12, assuming that they make that, which seems likely at this point, probably against Texas. Um, and who knows? Maybe West Virginia will be ranked at that point because they're, you know, four and one – in the Big 12 right now. Um, I, I don't think that the game against BYU in Provo will be easy, but I don't envision BYU being ranked at that point. Mm-hmm. So they're not, e- even though it, a challenging game, they're not going to get any kind of bonus points. Speaking of uh, BYU Tech at BYU, 6 o'clock kick. How about that? I am uh, I'm so glad that that game's not at like 9.15. Yeah, not the late window. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hear you. Which that I'm sure we'll have some of those in the coming years, but uh, that's the price of our conference. <laughs> I bet uh, no one's happier than the post game show's own Garrett Luft. Who yeah, would have been in his jammies. Right. He rolls in here at midnight. <laughs> More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint and Aaron. We will uh, be with you today until 6. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, somebody says this, just like last year, Kansas will lose five straight games. Inaccurate. They never lost five games in a row last year. Wow. What uh, 51 totes for 399 for the Jayhawks. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's a uh, big doings there. Um, uh, that was a butt whooping. It was, it was a thrashing and, uh, um, uh, I mean, how, how do you feel right now about, TCU, UCF. I mean, TCU going to Ames and losing to me is about shocking. Well, and losing their starting quarterback, probably for the season. 
Mercy. That yeah, it's like it is uh it is really interesting and you know, we're halfway through, right? So you know, these teams could Baylor could bounce back. Sure. TCU could kind of go on a run here. Um you know, TCU could beat Tech for all we know here in a couple of Thursdays. But the way things look right now, you look at Waco, you look at Fort Worth, and you've got a pair of relatively new coaches. Granted, Durant has been there a lot longer. Uh, not a lot longer, but, you know, longer than um, – fourth year? This is his fourth year, yeah. 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 And, uh, and Sonny just got there. But they had insane success early on, and then the bottom has seemingly kind of fall, fallen off. Like – the, the conversation on Baylor boards right now is who, when are we firing David Aranda and who will we be replacing him with? That's astounding, man. Like that's, yeah. that is, that is uh really, really surprising because, you know, not that you expect the TCU to just, you know, go undefeated again this regular season, but you, no one was expecting that you're going to lose right. at home to West Virginia and then on the road to Iowa state. Right. Like that's a, that's a big fall. You bet. Also home to Colorado, even though it's at the start of the year. Yeah. and Well, as we all knew and talked about before the season, Colorado was a great team. <laughs> the uh, Sending myself emails. The uh, Yeah, the, the TCU scenario is just uh, really surprising. I mean, to me it is. And uh, not, not that I was prepared to – I mean, because they were picked in the, what, sixth, fifth, sixth mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah. So, I don't think uh, – I think everybody thought they would take a step back, but just, you know, they lost a couple of key weapons. I mean, big-time weapons. First-round pick receiver, who, by the way, hadn't done much for the Chargers, um, Quentin Johnston, but um, and a quarterback that, that just found a way last year. And you know what? Maybe they were a little bit like, uh, I mean, I can't remember their schedule off the top of my head, but. You know they won a bunch of close games, and there's you know some of that kind of regression. We've seen there. some of that here, yeah. Some sports luck, if you will, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, and, but it just you know between that, like, like as you look at the the Red Raiders November schedule, I think, man, that's gonna be TCU, UCF, and they're like, hey, that's TCU and UCF. Now, it, it not a cakewalk. This is the the talk of people that sit it. Desks like a dais. I like to call this a dais, uh, but sit at a dais like this and uh, you know talk about the schedule. Kind of see it as more of a counter. Okay, do that too. Can I take your? Hi, my name's Claude. Can I take your order? Um, but just you know the the November schedule, the way it shapes up, look feels a little different than what you and I, I would have guessed back in July and August. I mean that UCF. It was not long ago that Tech and that. That Tech UCF game was fifty point two on the ESPN power. Have you seen what it is today? No, sixty eight to thirty one, sixty eight point eight to thirty one point two Tech. Yeah, and yeah. and what three weeks ago? Yeah, I mean that was a toss up, fifty point two to forty nine point eight, and UCF. I mean, again, go back nine days. UCF has given up twenty nine points to that Baylor operation. In the fourth quarter and losing at home. And now that we've just played that thing, do you kind of go, woof? Now, th- those new schools are, you know, all – and and we even heard Dana Holgerson say that. 
like, hey, it's a Power Five roster. They're used to this. You know, the he, he was sort of alluding to it's like he had been telling his uh, almost like I don't know what he said behind closed doors. He's almost been alluding to it like, hey, fellas, the stuff we've gotten away with in the past, we can't here. This is going to be more of a week in and week out grind than ever before. And boy, haven't we seen that across the across the board from for all four of these teams. Uh, just, you know, sort of, well, I shouldn't say sort of, but really, you know, struggling. Um, hopefully they keep struggling as we play one next week. <laughs> Based on, I mean, this is not, don't base your life on this, right? Um, and we've seen it be pretty volatile over the last few weeks, but um, ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, has Tech as a very slight favorite, which kind of lines up with the point spread this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then fairly lopsided favorites against BYU, against TCU, against Kansas, which surprised me, mm-hmm. and then against UCF, and then it almost gives you no chance against Texas. And that um, and that, that that thing will move. Sure, no, for Things sure, will happen it bounces. It'll, it'll it's move, very bouncy. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm optimistic. Excited this, on the chat line, uh, AD. Are you going to address the elephant in the room? Ooh. Like sitting right over there. Morton makes this team a hell of a lot better oh than Shuck. Kitley's play calling works with Morton a hell of a lot better, and receivers are more enthusiastic with him in the <laughs> oh, game. Dang. We beat Oregon and Wyoming with him in the driver's seat. No, you beat Oregon and Wyoming. Um, you don't rush 33 times for 93 yards. Yeah, with, with Taj Brooks and the offensive line producing as much on the ground as you are right now. Um, By the way, Mr. Eager receiver room there. Still haven't had a hundred hundred yard game. Yeah. Still still haven't had one receiver with a hundred yards. Um Jerron Bradley, uh until two weeks ago was in the top fifteen in the nation in targets, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize that. Um Kitley referenced it um last two weeks, you know, ha- haven't been that. To this week was the first Miles My- Price was I'm gonna say it was not his coming out party, but he was he was really good this week. Um didn't get to a hundred yards, but uh, you know, still, I mean, and and the offensive PI, which I thought was, I thought was a weak call. I thought it was weak. Not, and I'm, I, I wouldn't even argue the the technical. You know, it was a correct call, whatever. You know, it's kind of the deal when you're getting off the line, and Bradley grabs him and just throws him, and I'm thinking that guy's a puny little weenie boy over right. there at corner, and Bradley just manhandles him. In a way that, and but anyway, when that pass got called back, what did they say? That was Texas Tech's longest pass play of the year. That catch, that catch right there was the longest pass completion of the year. Uh, we've got a puny little weenie boy. Fi- final thing I'd say is we got an O line playing a lot better. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining today until 6. Would love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, newbies are winless versus incumbent Big 12 teams, I believe. I think that is correct. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are both 
winless, or I'm sorry, all three winless in the Big 12, and BYU is 1-1. One one. Their lone victory uh, to this point in the conference has been over Cincinnati. Um, I mean, BYU has an interesting game this weekend against TCU. Um, I think they're a five-point underdog. But, I mean, if you can win at Arkansas, even as bad as they seem to be this year, I would think that you can win in in Fort Worth, especially with a backup quarterback now starting for uh, for Baylor. UCF is a mess and might be the most disappointing team in the conference at this point. Um, 0-3 in the Big 12. They've lost their last three games. They got smoked in Lawrence, 51-22. They gagged up a 35-7 lead to Baylor. Uh, the week before, they go to Oklahoma this weekend. I'm sorry, next weekend. They're off this weekend. Uh, and then they host West Virginia. The Sooners are off this weekend? or The uh, the UCF oh, okay. Knights are off this weekend. Uh, Dylan Gabriel Bowl. Yeah. He was, um, he and then Oklahoma's off this weekend, too. He showed out on Saturday. He did? Yeah, that was... I'd have to say that's his best game there, right? I, uh, Is there any question? Were you surprised that he played well? Um, That well? I mean, he matriculated them right down the field with the game on the line, and I, I was surprised by that result. I, I, yeah, the result. Com- for yeah. sure. I, I just, yeah, he, he, he was better than I thought he'd be. I guess I wasn't. I was surprised that their defense held up yeah. as well as it did. I mean, granted, Texas scored thirty points, but still, um, yeah, Gabriel's success. They they were always good offensively. Um, Gabriel was pretty good last year when he wasn't hurt. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing those two play again just because it was such an entertaining game. But certainly the Big 12 partisan in me doesn't want them to be playing for right. the Big 12 championship. Exactly. Um, this in the chat line, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma gone next year, who in the Big 12 will emerge as that blue blood week in and week out and be as dominant in recruiting? Or do you think it will be spread out amongst all the teams? And does that make us the weakest conference because there won't be a consistent dominant team? Want to take a stab at that first, Gus? Well, I'm just fine if that's about to be us for the next 15 years um, under Coach McGuire. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess I guess uh, the reasoned approach to that question would be that um, it'll probably be spread out for a while. Um, but like I said, I'm, you know, the, the partisan response to that is, hey, let's uh, – the Red Raiders have some recruiting momentum and facilities and a, a good coach that's a good fit and da 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 da. Let's uh, step into that void. So I'm t- I'll take it. Take that from two perspectives. Uh, it's it's probably, yeah. I, I'd love to tell you that we're going to win seven of the next ten Big Twelve championships. I'm here for that. Yeah. The, the I think it would be better for the Big Twelve if you had one or two teams emerge as pretty consistent, uh, maybe not dominant, but certainly top performers that are, uh, you know, 
one or both always playing in the Big 12 title game, one or both always winning nine games or more, one or both regularly in the top 25. I think that fair or unfair, that leads to a perception of you having a good a good league, especially if those one or two teams, maybe two and a half teams, um, you know, are are viable and uh, hold their own in big time bowl games and big time non conference mm-hmm. matchups, especially in the playoff once that's expanded into yeah, twelve you know, team, twelve yeah. teams. Um, I don't think that that in reality makes you a strong league or a weak league. It just means that those two teams have kind of emerged from the pack. I'm I don't think that we will see that. I would be surprised. Like you said, I hope it's tech. Yeah. I hope I hope tech goes on a, a Clemson or Alabama like run. I think we all do for the most part. Um but and you've brought this up and and it's a great point and you've said it dozens of times over the last calendar year with Texas and Oklahoma gone, you look at you know, budgets, you got a lot of similar programs, mm-hmm. right? O- Oklahoma and Texas stood out because they their budgets, the money that they bring in, the money that they spent um, was significantly higher than everyone else. And so it shouldn't really surprise everybody that they had results that kind of matched that. Um, and now with them leaving, there's not one team that really just is way out in front of everybody else. And so I think that will lead to a more fun and entertaining conference where you don't know year to year what's going to happen. I mean, heck, look at Baylor and TCU this year mm-hmm. and how far they've kind of fallen recently. Um, but it might hurt you perception-wise. Unless right, unless you have teams that just go up there and, and punch above their weight in the playoff. you know, And then it's, okay, they're just a, a ball of butcher knives or something. I... Uh... Can you imagine a? Uh, and I, I've said this before, especially when this twelve-team playoff thing came out. But can you imagine a day in early January in which Texas Tech hosts a playoff game? The number, whatever. the world would stop. Oh my God! Can you imagine? You know, the number seven seed Texas Tech is hosting the advantage. Uh, number six seed Texas Tech is hosting what the number eight seed? Am I getting that right? Something Whatever. Like that. Yeah, six versus seven. You know, whoever that is, the big Big Ten runner-ups coming to Lubbock on January tenth. You finally get your home game against the Big Ten that, team. Yes, I. You know what? Sign me up for that. For the yeah, the the day that uh, that uh, Minnesota comes to Texas Tech to play in a playoff game, I am here for it. My goodness. They got smoked too. Yeah, they did. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.